1: We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 52. It's been a year, Cinderin. 52 weeks equals a year. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, buddy. For the third time
0: this year, we have our one-year anniversary.
1: Take advantage while you can. We're all isolated right now, so might as well Mm -hmm. make the best of it um we have some patron shout outs we have an interesting uh bunch of topics to discuss this week it's not gonna be the a lot of it's not dota so we'll see how many views we get see how many true Ooh, fans there are Sindarin. spicy um i believe i did the first half last time
0: yeah take it away how about how about i do all of them in a really weird accent
1: Okay. <clears throat> Love it. This is your, by the way, this is your uh, audition to be a voice actor on the critically acclaimed uh, <laughs> Custom Gap Guardians. Guardians. Yes.
0: No, I don't want to. Now it's too shiny.
1: <laughs> Please hurry. Thank
0: you. <laughs> no, I'll just go through them quickly. All right. Underscore man, Ben Broomhead. That's a really weird accent, right? Ben Broomhead, Ben Jackson, Chosnick Pizda. DG, dop Dyslexic Lawyer, Fane, Fred the Pleb, not Fred Fred, Freshly Seasoned. Oh, he renamed. Why <laughs> he, no Goat Balls, too? I
1: don't know why he got rid of it. I'm really sad. Did he
0: get angry messages? That's <laughs> it insensitive to goats. There's Maybe. nothing you can do you in know. 2020 anymore. You always offend somebody. Gavrizimo. Gg gamer seventy four anonymous nivnev novi panda poop feast four twenty who was apparently like we talked about last week we thought it was the I just googled it right and it was the son of somebody apparently it's also a guy in the StarCraft two scene I think that was what somebody there was said. a
1: meme uh, I actually but. watched the original clip I'd never seen it before because I never watched StarCraft two I went, I was into Brood War but it was just a question from somebody named poop feast four twenty to artosis while he was interviewing a player, and he just started laughing about it. That's basically it. It's pretty funny.
0: Okay. Uh, finally, Pitch Black, Runny Keel, say more things. Uh, we shall. Terry Tip, The Coward, Fellowship of the Ping, Wooden Aftertaste, and Zeroic Dota, as usual. All yes, right. Thank, thank you guys friends. once again very much for staying, staying in there for us. Yes. Yeah, like stay we're staying in there, there. for you. Well said, Cinderin. You wrote down A to Z. Yeah,
1: eh, that's the next talking point. I mean, a lot of I got a lot of messages, as I'm sure you have, but you've ignored, and I haven't. Messages about A to Z being canceled because apparently a large portion of people that watch that series never watch the podcast, so they don't know. But it's canceled. People that still don't listen to the podcast that I'm wasting my time talking about. But uh, we did say that we kind of wanted to try something else in the future. So what we're going to try, and I think. You actually came up with part of this, uh, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. A lot of people brought up, we should do a custom game together. What better custom game than Pogs, Cinder? It's you, me, and what was your idea to bring to the
0: table to make it even more interesting? So I thought, if we're playing Path of Guardians and it's three on three, why don't we try to get uh, a new teammate every episode? So kind of like how when we did What the Horse, for example, and we would get a new guest every week, we could do a Path of Guardians game with... A new player every week, which could be... The nice thing about the format is that the games are fast. It doesn't matter very much if there's a big skill difference or whatnot. So we can get like anyone we want from inside Dota. If they're... I mean, anyone who wants to <laughs> Anyone we want, you better fucking join. They better. Uh, no, but anyone can, anyone can play with us. So, casters, analysts, players, personalities, maybe even people that... Don't really play much Dota anymore, or people that are even affiliated with other games that just like Dota. Uh, I could imagine like one that just came to the top of my mind. I'm not saying we're going to get this, but I was just thinking Simple actually streamed Dota lately. Could be funny to have a CS player on to play mm. a game of Pog with us and talk about Do- uh, Dota. I'd and love CS, to right?
1: play Valorant with him sometime, Cinder. Can you hook that I'm up? I'm sure
0: you would. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I've seen him stream.
0: Uh, I think that, that format is pretty. It's also easier to get people for something like that. And. Yeah. The problem that we had with A to Z in the end was that our queue times were atrocious. Into really bad games, stomps that were not entertaining to watch play, anything. Uh, this is way more reliable. Uh, if we do end up in a stomp in Path of Guardians, a stomp is ten minutes, and then if we don't like it, you know, we could do another game. Um, then uninstall, much the mod much easier. If you don't like it's it. more even better. Yeah. So, so I think um, I think that could be fun. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna try I to agree. do that.
1: The only downside of this series, which I'm going to say now so that you're preparing your anus for it, everyone, the point of view will be me, okay? You will watch me play, but the good thing about Path of Guardians is the camera will probably be on everyone else because we're in the same
0: lane. Yes. So it, it doesn't really matter that much who the camera is on.
1: I mean, it matters for my ego because people hate it, but that's okay. I'll let
0: right. it slide. But uh, you're the neutral item expert because you play all the long <laughs> games, so you're going to buy better items than I do when that's I That's
1: right. There's a bug right now where so, if you use a certain type of shop view, you can't see all the items, and a lot of pros have not even noticed that that's a thing. So there's some items that they've never even known were in the game. So technically, what you said is true. Uh, speaking oh, my of pog, just set up uh, so
0: wrong, and you didn't say anything. Sean. It looks I'm fine to me. It always looks fine. All right, I fixed it. I mean, bit. I can't
1: see anything past your microphone, but
0: that's nothing. That's to do. that's the all usual. Right. Man, I need a haircut too. All right, let's move on.
1: Yeah, what are we doing about haircuts? I don't know what to do either.
0: My mine's getting more out of control than you. I'm just going to go get one, normal one, ASAP, mm. I think. I need to book a time today. Oh, I wonder how long the queue is. So my girlfriend wanted to get one as soon as possible after it became a possibility, and I think she had to wait two weeks to get a time. Dang. Something like that. Yeah, sounds so about right. Hopefully it's not two weeks for me anymore, because I guess the initial hype of getting your hair cut is over. <laughs> kind of, you know. <laughs> the hype. The novelty has worn off.
1: Yeah, it's not a very common thing anyway, right? Who needs haircuts? Yeah. Um just want to give a quick update about pog we're not gonna really talk about it that much but it's been doing well uh the numbers have been good a lot of streamers have been playing it uh we will be rebalancing heroes we put out a patch earlier like a day or two ago which starts the process there's still more to do and we have a somewhat big update coming out in the next couple days hopefully version 1.1 so i can talk about one feature and let you tell me what you think Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. remember if I told you about this or not. So we got some requests for this, and it's going to be a mix of what we originally wanted to do. So some people in the pick screen, well, obviously, like the band screen, people want to search for the bands to make it easier, so that will be added. But when you pick, people want to see what the enemy heroes are available to them. So we will show them what heroes they roll initially, the first three Mm -hmm. or four, depending on your Battle Pass level. But they cannot see what they actually pick. So they can kind of... Look to the other side and say, okay, right. he will probably pick this hero, so I'm going to pick this hero. But there's still mind games with that. But the extra yep. twist we're throwing in is any rerolls will be hidden completely. So those are 100%. You will not know either side. That so that's fun. what we're going to implement. Yeah, I think so. So hopefully yep, that is like well that. received. That's good. Okay, so we play Pushka League. I finished casting uh, last night for me. Today is the last day overall. We talk about the entire tournament as a whole. Obviously, we can't talk about who wins it because as of this recording, we don't know. But it was a lot we of fun the top casting three. with you, Cinderin. Let's talk about the casting first. Did you enjoy casting with your old buddy, Sonsfan?
0: Boy, boy. Oh I had boy. a lot of fun, Sons fan, And we got a lot of positive feedback. I was surprised.
1: I'm not going to lie. And then, I, I,
0: Yes. As you know, as you know. Uh mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm casting, not always, to your surprise probably, but sometimes I do check in with chat to see uh you know, know your audience, see what people are saying about the game or about our casting or whatever. Yeah. Um There were uh, a pretty good amount of messages in the chat saying stupid casters. So I think we did great. Um That's always a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's good. Uh, I more will than say... usual. So I think we we had <laughs> we probably had too much fun for some people who want really serious coverage and think we were doing... I got
1: a really angry message about... I won't go into detail. First of all, I don't block people. This is a thing about me, Cinder. I don't give the satisfaction of blocking people on Twitter. I mute Mm -hmm. them instead. So they never know they're muted, but it's the same Mm -hmm. thing for me, and they don't get the satisfaction. It's the best of both worlds. I got a really long tweet. like five tweets in a row about basically raging about my casting, which, you know, I can be polarizing, so I understand, but... Specifically about when we talked about this. I think we we're talking about Sven or something who wasn't in the game, but it was during a pause. They were very angry about that. And I'm like, come on, dude. Who gives a shit? It's a pause. Give me a break. But having said that, I think this is out of any tournament. I'm, I know you think that I'm, uh, I don't know. You can describe it yourself. Any tournament I've cast, this is maybe the worst I've ever done. And I think it's really why catching up to me. That break I took, that six-month break, and then not watching a ton of Pro Dota recently, it is, I mean, I started to get better towards the end, so uh, I could feel the rust coming off, but easily my worst performance since, like, originally starting casting, like, 10 years ago, so just need to get more of it in me, but the schedule was brutal as well, not to give excuses, but 4 a.m. casting is, it hurts my soul, but it was a lot of fun, and we can I talk about well, uh, you, I Sindarin. think you did well, Shannon. Thank you, Sindarin. I did not, but thank you. Uh, I think you did well. Thank you, but I did not. Thank you. Um, okay. So let's talk about the actual results. We cast a lot of two O's, and I thought it was just us initially, but there's just a lot of two O's in general.
0: Does it right. have something to do? Definitely
1: is it an anomaly? Like just this tournament, or is it just Pro Dota as a whole is kind of meh um, right now?
0: I don't know. I think I think a bit of it is an anomaly. Uh but at the same time, it's also it might just be a tournament where there's a clear tiering of teams. That does happen sometimes. That there's a clear let's say first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and then a lot of the matches are obviously gonna be two O's when there's teams that are clearly better than others. And I think like when we look back on a lot of the games that we cast and watched, there's a pretty clear tiering and there's a pretty good reason why the top three are the ones that they are. I think they were quite clearly better than other teams, uh, for the most part. Good enough that I would say they win 2-0 the majority of the time. Mm. Uh, so to give you guys an idea, um, the current state of the tournament as of this recording, there's three teams left, which are Secret, VP Prodigy, and Team Liquid. And all matches in the playoffs have been 2-0, except Liquid's win yesterday against Alliance, where they won 2-1. They've won every other game 2-0, uh, including against Pro, Um, Twice, actually. They beat them in upper bracket and lower bracket 2 0. And then there's Team Secret that haven't lost a game yet, and VP Prodigy who have only lost to Secret 2 0. So, right, there you go. Like they've beaten everybody else. Having and
1: said that, in. Yeah. we did cast Alliance versus Navi, which is in the lower bracket uh, yes. round one and navi should have won game two, but they had one of the biggest throws that i've ever i mean it's the biggest throw i've ever cast for sure where they had a rapier they had whatever the lead was it was basically insurmountable medusa rapier doesn't have aegis anymore goes in for a bounty rune and gets demolished and the game just ends like that that was crazy she
0: lost the rapier it went to shadow fiend he had satanic and then alliance just push and win um that was absurd to watch, actually, the way that game ended. Not that rapier throws are new or never happen, uh, but the way that it happened over a bounty rune is something I don't think I've seen before. <laughs> like I've seen it where teams try to go high ground and they fail or they want to get Roche and they get counterplayed at Roche, but for a bounty rune, really? Like, actually, really? Yeah. Uh, that was weird. It but looked like it was it calculated, happens. though.
1: I, now that I look back at it... They thought like, it was going to work, probably. Yeah, initially, we thought that he just went in like an idiot and died. I mean, that's the first thought that comes to your mind. But both teams were on each respective high grounds. I, it looked super calculated that they wanted to bait them in. Like, they knew they were there almost, but obviously miscalculated quite a bit. Um, so, yeah. As of this recording, Secret is in the finals versus the whoever the winner of VP Prodigy and Team Liquid is uh, going to yep. face them. Um, but does anything... For the tournament as a whole, like why so many two O's? Is it really just the difference in skill, or is it something to do with the meta, perhaps?
0: Well, no matter. Like I don't know what it could be about the meta that makes two O's. Right. If it's that drafts are more one-sided, or draft matters more than ever, or whatever the argument is going to be, well then one team is just better at drafting than the other every time. Like we did it's see be...
1: a lot of drafting where people would just play the same hero like every game and it would never get banned. And there'll never be a different result. felt very more consistent than it has in any patch that I've noticed at least yeah. I
0: don't know. I feel like this kind of thing is bound to happen once in a while. I mean it is clearly a ton of two O's, but I think a lot of them were very likely to happen, and the least likely ones were still not like super surprising. I think there's when I look through this sheet and I look at all the results in the playoffs, nothing is like, "Wow, how did that happen mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I could have I seen maybe two additional 2 1s, but that's kind of it. I think if we had more 2 1s, that would have been a bit more surprising, actually. Mm. Like looking at the teams that face up against each other. So,
1: do you I mean it's like- also online?
0: I don't know if that matters. I mean, uh, yeah, it's that's harder always- to bounce back online because you don't have the same like, ability to regroup and talk it over in the same way. Like maybe that matters. I don't know.
1: I'm sure it matters to a degree. Uh, I don't want to get too big of a discussion about this, but it's something that we've talked about for months. but it's becoming more and more obvious how hero kills just don't seem to matter very much makes it like I had a lot of fun casting just because it's been a while since I've cast, but I can mm-hmm. definitely see my if we had to cast more like for another month i I could see this getting really stale because it's just it's it's more predictable it feels like to me than it's ever been. Uh, or at least in recent memory, um, do you think that's going to be like the biggest change that we're going to see in the upcoming patches? Where hero kills just because roaming. I just think isn't the economy will thing. still change. I
0: know. Economy will change for sure. That's just when you make as big changes as we've got recently to other things. There, there will be something that needs to happen. Like uh, the way, what? what so what, le, let's try to recap what it is they've changed that's big. Reliable gold has been changed completely. Um, they've changed... What else with economy did they change? The amount of gold you get for AoE gold for killing people? Killstreak gold? Which was halved? I feel like there's another thing that I'm forgetting. But there's like multiple things that affect every game that are changed. And And the fountain's
1: still not buffed, for Christ's sake! You
0: rarely nail it the first time you change something like this.
1: No, that's definitely true.
0: One of the biggest challenges with rebalancing Dota is that The pro scene inherently kind of balances the game themselves over months of play. If you don't change the patch at all, it's kind of a self-regulating game in the sense that you have X number of bans, you have Y number of heroes, and let's say a subset of those heroes are considered broken. If there's not enough bans to ban them every game, you start finding solutions. You start finding this and that. And then... Over time, heroes that might be considered broken at first are not broken anymore because the solutions are found and it's worked out. Uh, But then if you don't change any heroes, but you just change the gold, the whole, like, everything gets shaken up again, right? Because now heroes that suffered for gold reasons are suddenly really good or really bad. Um, And, like, the whole landscape just changes with a snap of a finger almost.
1: It feels like for me... I mean, I know I'm... different category than a lot of players, but I have less incentive, not incentive is not the right word. I I don't feel like playing Dota, regular Dota right now. Maybe it's because I'm building this mod and all this stuff, but it just, it feels stale to me. And I think their approach, I'm not saying it's going to be wrong in the end, but the approach that they're having towards balancing this game, I don't, I'm trying to remember if they've ever done anything like this before, where they kind of stagger them, they completely like break down the economy, like from ground zero, essentially, Just Mm -hmm. bringing it back to like what would be like, let's be real, like a beta stage of a game, if you want to call it that from a balancing perspective. They've never done anything like this before. And I don't know if, is it them experimenting? Is it just this new style that they're like uh, towards Uh, the approach to balancing? It just feels, is it because of the virus that they have the allowance to do something like this where everybody's sitting at home? I don't know. No tournament. It's probably no like plans. a perfect
0: storm where it's that, it's the fact that TI is postponed as well, right? So now like if you're balancing the year around peaking at TI, if you will, I, I feel like that's a little bit too how to say a little bit too cynical. It's like, oh, the rest of the year is just experimentation, so TI outshines everything else. Like I don't I don't really think of it that way. Uh, but I think people might think that. It's like, oh TI has moved, so now Valve can fuck around. I don't I don't think they're thinking of it that way. Um but it might be, it might play a factor. It might play a role that TI has postponed because they feel like now they have more time to work things out that might usually be really complicated. And now they have more months to work with. So that could be a thing. Um, I think it's also a bit to do with like um, just community, like the attitude of the community, maybe feeling like, so before these big patches hit, uh, there were some problems that people would love addressed in the game. It's also about what the pro players think, who they talk to. And Valve themselves, obviously, there's a, a plenty of people at Valve that play a lot of Dota and probably have their own opinions about what the game should be. But the overwhelming thing I think I've heard the most in the last months of Dota development that was that a lot of people wanted old Dota back, you know? Um, or wanted it to be more like it used to be. And that might be rose-tinted goggles completely. And if you actually got what you wanted, you might hate it. Uh, but a lot of people were nostalgic about uh, a game where we 've had like different stages now We had the rubber band patch which sucked because it was felt really hard to win and the patch we have or felt hard to win even when far ahead you could fuck up one fight and lose. Then we have the current patch where if you 're far ahead, it feels like almost especially in a pro setting if you 're far ahead it 's really difficult to lose it 's the other way around and we've had like some sort of healthy medium somewhat between those two um, but It's such a difficult balance to make a game where you want the laning stage to matter so that getting ahead should matter, right? But you also ideally don't want games to feel over minute 10, and that's kind of what started happening. I think that's what people are frustrated about is that they were like, well, we want the laning stage to matter, but not that much, right? And the higher level of skill you give people, like, uh, the higher the level of skill is, the more deterministic the games are, I think. It's like... If you have a 5k gold lead in a super high ranked game or in a pro game, it is a lot bigger relatively than in a 2k MMR game because people play better with a lead and make less mistakes. Um, well, that's so the, the higher thing the. That, uh, so, a this patch might don't... be really good for lower skill games. I, they're still definitely determined largely by what happens in the first 10 to 15 minutes. But when people watch streams or watch Pro Dota, maybe they get a bit bored because they're like, man, I know what's going to happen now. Yeah, and that's that, how I, I was kind of feeling for a lot of I be... Yeah.
1: It's really hard, and I think this is lost on a a lot of people. It's really hard to balance for both competitive and casual. It's almost impossible. There's some heroes... Extremely difficult. I've seen just a very small glimpse of this with Pog so far because we've been rebalancing stuff. I promise you, people that have angry tweeted at me or angry messaged me about heroes that are OP equate to about 50 to 60 heroes. It's not possible. If they're all OP, then that's good, Right? Mm-hmm. But it's all about like if a hero has a forty percent win rate, that's not great. But if a good player plays it, they might have a sixty percent win rate. It's actually very difficult to yeah. balance it's for both super. sides. Uh, it's something I noticed as well. I don't know if this is you or if, if this uh, if you're included in this line of thought. But remember, we had this discussion about neutral items and outposts and whether we liked it or not. I actually. When I watch or cast competitive Dota, I do not like the outposts. I feel like they almost—it feels like they don't even matter past the second one at all,
0: which doesn't defeat the, experience have to the doesn't. purpose
1: to a degree. Yeah, obviously the positioning and teeping into and all that stuff. <coughs> it's but really
0: important in high school.
1: It—I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm liking the outposts less when I originally really liked them. Actually,
0: I think they should uh, remove the experience. So it's just go. a. TP it's a spot, strategical outpost that you can take to be able to teleport to. It, so one of my points of criticism for Dota in the last like year or two years is that I feel like the player's hands are forced too much. This is a game of creativity. It, mm-hmm. At least it used to be a lot. And it still is with drafting and how you play. It's, like, it's not like the game is saying you have to do this, you have to do that. But it's saying it more than it used to. You start adding basically mandatory bounty runes at this exact time in these exact locations. You added the outposts, these exact time, these exact locations. Then you moved them, but they're still there. Um, And Dota used to have one objective that you could fight over, which was Roshan, before Bounty Runes existed. Roshan has been in the game forever. And the big difference between Roshan and Bounty Runes and outposts is that, number one, he doesn't have a set time that it has to happen. So it's the team's choice. Number two, he's way harder to get So it's way more of an investment and a strategical thing where you either draft for it, or you wait for the right item timings, or you team wipe the enemy and get it as your reward. But bounty runes are just there, and you have to deal with it. It's like, it's a forced objective, basically. I don't even, I don't think that's unfair to say. It's a forced objective, and it was put into the game because uh, people thought Dota, maybe they thought there wasn't enough fighting, you know? It's what the fans love to watch, is heroes die and people get kills. It's not as interesting to watch a farm fest, but in terms of giving the players agency in the game, letting them choose if it's the best play is like, how to say, it's the best play. It's the best gameplay, but it might not be the best viewing experience. So from my perspective, the more you let players control uh, what happens in Dota, the more beautiful it is, because that's when you get crazy strategies that completely clash where one team is just split pushing and the other one really wants to fight and they can't do it. Now it's like, you have to fight, guys. You can't just give up 20 bounty runes in a row. You're going to lose. There's
1: definitely a balance to that because, again, this is for casual competitive, right? Casual, you kind of need that. You need to nudge some of these lower MMR players to do something. But it's kind of the same mentality of Heroes of the Storm, right? But... I I like the idea of taking ideas from other games like the talent trees from Heroes Mm -hmm. of the Storm let's not kid ourselves talent trees are super good which is an idea from other games as well so I have no problem taking stuff from other games but sometimes you can go a little bit far which I think it might have gone a bit far in this regard
0: Um, can I ask a a favor there's a case to be made here really quickly there's a case to be made here that if you want to incentivize more kills and activate lower bracket games or whatever make kills more valuable right like you don't have to... I don't think you have to put in objectives for people to fight over in order to motivate them to group up. If if it's a valid and powerful strategy in the game to get kills, and it feels rewarding when you get kills on your heroes, then you would expect people to naturally start searching for it. That doesn't mean it happens every game. There will always be games where someone's like, haha, I go Jungle Legion, you know? But, mm. like, I think... I missed that. I know this Boy. is extremely difficult to do, but there is a world where you can have a game of Dota where killing is rewarded, but it is not the only way to win. Right? Um, we have had patches. It's it's starting to feel like a couple of years ago now because uh, I want to say the last two years, Dota has been more about teamfighting than ever. And obviously the forced objectives are a big contributor to that. They've definitely not made it less teamfighty. And people love to watch that, so I understand. Um, but, like, split pushing as an overall draft strategy has kind of been dead for two years. Now. Like, actually dead. You don't see teams... It It's still a part of the game, but it's not the overarching strategy. The overarching strategy is always, when can we fight? That is always what people look out for. Um, there is a world where you can balance it, so it's nice to go for kills, but you can also farm creeps, and you can also split push. We've had it. Super difficult. And the more complexities you add to the game, the more difficult it gets. If you add talents, if you add new items, if you add neutral items, <clears throat> if you add bounty runes and outposts, like, at some point, like, how do you make every playstyle viable in that complex of a game? It's almost impossible. So it will naturally get streamlined a little bit. And I, part of me feels like if we take forced objectives away, we give the players more creativity again. And the outposts would be a great start, where it's like, leave them in there as an option. Let teams play for them when they want to and feel like it's valuable. Right now, we want control here, or we want to take Roche, so we want to have an outpost. Not we have to take one for experience. Like, right. let, let the players choose when it's good. And bounty runes are just awkward because, like, how do you do that with bounty runes? I don't know. Like, now that you kind of have to,
1: I'm just mind. talking about this from a viewer perspective. Now, now that the novelty mm-hmm. of the neutral items have kind of gone away, do you care at all about them when watching? I feel like I don't give a shit unless it's like the tier fives that we never see anyway
0: so in like a negative way you thought no, you would care more about them i or thought i would in be in more excited spot. to
1: talk about them but they've been mm-hmm. muddied down a lot to not just right like now they're just almost generic items that are almost not even worth mentioning most of the time like there's a few don't get me wrong but from a right. viewer perspective i don't give a shit anymore which i, don't I mean care. i
0: think it's both good and bad right i think it's good that they're in a spot where we don't get it doesn't become an outrage like it was in the start, but at the same time you would maybe like them to feel a little more flavorful in the game. But I also think largely it's honestly on the casters to make a bigger deal out of it, because I just think we didn't choose to talk about them very much, but they matter more than we gave them credit for. So It's just there's so much other stuff in the game. I'm not saying they
1: don't matter, but they're not interesting to talk about until you get to the Tier 4, Tier 5s, in my opinion, in a lot of cases. And the games just don't yeah. last long enough in a, lot of, in a lot of, like, most of these Dota games end in 30 minutes, right? You're not going to see Tier 4, Tier 5 items. It will almost benefit just to get rid of usually, a tier and just condense everything.
0: Usually the items you talk about during a cast are the game changers, right? The ones that you want to focus on, like somebody's getting a BKB, or this team just got Assault Cures, or uh, this Naga has two key items in Manta Diffuse, or whatever. You don't really talk very much about, oh, this guy got a Drum of Endurance, or finally he picked up Urn. Right? I'd but if mention you mention that at, all like, the, the time. Value of the, how dare you <laughs> if you look at the value of the neutral items, they the first three tiers kind of correspond to that quality of item, right? Whereas the mm-hmm. tier four and tier five items start in quality corresponding to the big items that you want to talk about, like manta, BKB, this kind of stuff. And that's just how it is. And it, it has to be that way. I think if the lower cost or the earlier neutral items start mattering that much, then you reach a point where the shop is the second priority that's almost what happened when heroes could have neutral items stacked on them was that we saw games where people got three neutral items and then they bought some regular minor items in the shop and then it was the neutral items that make them shine mm-hmm. which is also bad design i think it was fun so, for the viewer though all in all i'm pretty happy with that? where we are with neutral items i gotta Can say you- i think i'm pretty impressed with how well balanced it has become in such a short time because the concept is really complicated to Can balance Can you do me out. a favor, so, Cinder? Because we good. all
1: know what you just recently asked for in terms of getting more... Uh, well, first you want no experience for the outposts, right? And then more...
0: Well, I'm not going to ask for him to buff the fountain. I'm not. Cinder. I'm
1: begging it's you. It's not. Can we just... It's not. All right, hold on. Just hear me out, okay? Hear me out. This is more of an experiment than anything. Would it really kill you for the fountain to be buffed? I was no. actually thinking about this more... And it wouldn't. I actually don't think there is a reason to not want to nerf because you're the only thing that we ever hear the benefit of having a weak fountain is that you sometimes get these cool kills in the fountain but doesn't that work mm-hmm. in the other way as well which we've seen in my mod now if you dive in a professional game the fountain and you get killed isn't that also really exciting that that happened and it provides a comeback mechanic if you're going to get cocky I think there's I zero downside to making the fountain just destroy what i would faces.
0: like is for the fountain to prevent camping but not diving and the most elegant thing i can think of is give the fountain break and that's it and there will still be heroes that can dive it and there will still be heroes that can camp it but it's way less frequent and it's way more specific okay I swear, the that's the first break. if the fountain has break some of the big fountain campers can't do it to the same extent like pa bristleback right they mm-hmm. get owned because they lose the passive that makes them dive fountain but illusion heroes like PL can still do it. And the only way you remove that is multi shot or some sort of chain lightning attack, bouncing multi-shot. attacks like Death Ward or whatever. Like mm-hmm. But it's just like my perspective on this is just different than yours because I don't experience it as a problem ever. I right. just never experienced it as but, a problem. But I know some people do, so I understand. Uh, but I, you, I just though? haven't been there. Do
1: you understand, Cinder? I mean, I've, heard,
0: I've, I've read and I've heard about people getting fountain camp for 30 minutes. Yes. The question is if the solution to that is nerfing the fountain or implementing something else than that. Because it sounds more like an overarching problem. So let's say, let's say you make the fountain undiveable, right? Let's okay. say it one-shots. The people That's that fountain much, camp, sure. aren't they just going to camp outside the fountain then? And not let you out. Aren't they going to find other ways to make you miserable? Like it's I mean, always that's will the, better will than your getting solution... thirty deaths sure. in a fountain. It is, but does it remove the problem? Or is there a better solution to this, such as? Well, I'm not coming up with one on the spot.
1: All right, so I will take it. Isn't. So Ice Frog obviously watches this, and he will listen to everything you say. This is not exactly what I want, Ice Frog. Just remember, this is what Cinderin wants now. He wants the fountain to break. That is step number one. And we can get to step two and three in another <laughs> patch. That's fine. Let's move on, Cinderin. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about OGA China? Yep. Talk to me.
0: So Dota Pit, uh, while we've been focused on the EU division and casting there, there has been the online portion. There's a, a Dota Pit tournament running in China, which is concluded. It ran from May 1 to 11. I'll just quickly go over the top four and we can move on because this is a, has some implications on Chinese Dota. Uh, the winner of Ichi Gaming, not too surprising. Second place, PSG LGD. Third, eHome, and fourth, RNG. So the big things here, the top four are pretty established and not too surprising based on the based on their names. But the good news here is LGD getting a podium finish. They have been struggling so hard lately. So this is perhaps a good sign for times to come that LGD are starting to get back on track. They've had a really bad year since TI overall like considering really? how good this team has consistently been they have been underperforming like no other team in the world i think actually the number one underperformer they lost in open qualifiers they lost in another qualifier they got in t- tournaments they got invited to they would consistently finish off the podium and this is a team that is expected to be usually top five in the world so they've so been number
1: one super underperformer. underperformer what about I know yeah. you're going to disagree, but it's all about mm. scale here. What about Cloud9? Mm. They existed for like two weeks, Cinder. Yeah, but two it's weeks. about
0: expectations. Like okay. The expectations to Cloud9 is not that they are a world championship team based on previous results, right? For LGD, it is. Uh, Again. The European version right now of LGD would probably be Enigma, who are hitting a really dry spell right now. I feel like even uh, with low
1: expectations, Cloud9 still went far and beyond sure. below anyone <laughs>
0: they I were mean.
1: expecting. I'm not obviously, disagreeing obviously with you. I just wanted to bring
0: it, it. up. No. Yeah, and the okay. thing, the reason I don't put Nygma in the same category is that they're hitting a dry spell right now, but it's a way shorter duration. Like, they've still had tournament win. They've had a finals, I think. In the last few months, Nigma have got pretty good results. People are just super recency biased in Dota, and they always will be. Oh, you won T.I.? Well, you lost the next land, so T.I. was a fluke. Or, oh, you won three majors in a row? Well, you lost the fourth one, so you're shit. You know, like... There's variance in this game. You're not going to win every tournament all the time. Like it's not possible. So, mm-hmm. um, when I look at a team like Nigma, I know they're really fucking good, and they are not doing very well right now. But LGD have not been doing very well for eight months, and Nigma have not been doing very well for a few weeks. There's a bit of a difference in magnitude in those two things. Enigma have a tendency of bouncing back. so I think the patch just kind of fucked them. I I don't think Mm -hmm. this patch suits... Enigma, to me, is a very strategic team. I think the way they win lands and get good results is off of a super good understanding of macro gameplay. And Dota right now is a lot about fighting. Uh, Small skirmishes, tons of movements, where Enigma tend to be a bit more on the... It doesn't mean they can't play aggressive. They do, but they <clears throat> I think they've had a slightly harder time to adjust because they've historically valued map control and um, and farm higher than kills. And right now, it's it's ironic, right? Because you just said a moment ago that kills don't matter. But the way the meta is in Dota right now is a lot about quick, aggressive moves hmm. to get an advantage. Um, not because the kills themselves are super valuable, but because fighting is seemingly the best way of getting map control it's not about like you push some waves and then you take a team fight and that gives you a tower and that's how you get map control but it's always that fight and the fights are always fast and early uh, and that maybe doesn't favor them so much so that's just my theory that they were a bit behind the curve on that
1: talk to me about yolo
0: knight well, before we do that, we need to cover the other Dota pit God corner, it, which Sandra. is I just mentioned the Chinese one. I just wanted to say this: there's not much to talk about. The other one is an online tournament starting actually tomorrow. Oh. Uh, I just want to mention the teams playing in Europe. Uh, unfortunately, I just closed it down. I'll try yeah, to find it as usual.
1: Very prepared. Thanks for putting this topic that you're not prepared to talk about in the outline. Absolutely,
0: I got I got it here. Relax. Okay, so. Uh, OG, VP, Team Spirit, Alliance, Viking GG, Fly to Moon, Team Liquid, Ninjas in Pyjamas, Hellraisers, and Team Secret. So it's a 10-team tournament. Uh, first place is $62,000. The total prize pool is one hundred fifty, dollars uh, And it's an online league running for 11 days starting tomorrow. So, yeah, should be good. Some of the best of Europe and CIS, and obviously most notably right now in terms of power level. Secret and Liquid looking really good in... And we play pushka league, um, But let's see who OG bring to the table as well. I think Topson is going to play this time from Malaysia. Or maybe he said, he's found a way to get he home. said he's coming
1: know. soon, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, I
0: think he's playing in that league. I have a feeling he's going to play. So we'll see how, uh, how OG fare if they exciting. get to play with their full roster. But that's exciting. All right. <clears throat> YOLO <clears throat> All right. night. Let me have a sip of water. I talked a lot. Okay,
1: Yolo Knight is a team in Division Two of the We Play Pushka League that have. Mm-hmm. This is your words, not mine, because <coughs> I didn't even know about this until before this podcast. Have used eleven different players during the tournament. Is that true? Yeah. Jesus.
0: They've basically they've been taking stand in so much. Um, <clears throat> I think. Wait, is it? I'm trying to find them here. Oh, there, there they are. Yeah. So, yeah, so YOLO Knight had a lot of stand ins. Basically, they didn't do anything that was against the rules. So they weren't like. I don't even know if I would call it gaming the system. It's just they had so many stand ins, right? If you're playing a tournament and you sign up with a five man roster, and let's say. One week in, two of your players leave, or something happens and they can't play, and then you start taking two stand-ins, and then those stand-ins get their stand-ins, and stand-ins get stand-ins. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But supposedly, they were also trying to get stand-ins that were out of the league, right? Uh, I'm not sure if Crit did play, or if they wanted him to stand-in, but they were trying to get like players that are not Division 2 players to stand-in in a Division 2 uh... league. Which is also not against the rules technically, but it's like... People started hating on them a bit because they took so many stand-ins and they tried to get players that technically should not be playing in the league. Uh, so the question is just who's at fault? Is it the tournament for not setting stricter rules? Is it the teams for going a bit too far from what is fairness? And overall, what should be the solution? And what ended up happening yesterday is actually Yolo Knight couldn't field a roster against Viking GG, so they forfeited and they're knocked out. Um, so that's kind of the end of that. Oh. They ended up finishing third, fourth. <laughs> Okay. Which is a great anticlimactic ending. They didn't even get to play the fighting <laughs> game. But uh, Lol. But yeah. It's just, like, I don't have the solution here. Yeah. I just wanted to say what the problem is. And I think, yeah, for the most part, one. if you're a team that has this much instability and, and don't have the players and you want to get stand-ins every time, it's not really... I don't fault them for trying to get stand-ins. I don't fault them for trying to get the best stand-ins that they can. It's more like, should it be allowed within the rules? Should it be like, you can have... X stand ins, and you need to have them for the whole tournament, or you can have uh, this many stand ins in total, or the stand ins cannot be playing in this division, or have T te- be from these teams. You could technically just say uh, players from Division One are not allowed, or players from any of these teams are not allowed. I wonder just make it what, a hard list of teams. So,
1: something that I like to do when we do tournaments is have wording in the contracts that say. Things are subject to change, and we can do whatever the fuck we want, in essence. Obviously, it doesn't say exactly that. Um, Mm -hmm. So if somebody's abusing something, you can just implement a rule and say, you can't do this anymore. And I'm curious why that wasn't a thing for this, because that sounds like obvious abuse to me. I mean, maybe some people don't think so, Uh, because you're saying it's technically within the rules, but I think if most people look at the situation, they're going to be like, this should be against the rules, just because it's Mm -hmm. technically not doesn't mean it should be allowed anyway. Uh, but obviously, a lot of unknowns, so I'm only speculating. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so these next, <laughs> so Admiral Bulldog was temporarily banned from Twitch. Mason was temporarily banned from Twitch. We'll talk about each in their respective ways here. I feel like this is actually a weird topic to even discuss, but I figured we just bring it up as
0: you know, it's a little yeah. spicy drama here and there. I think I think it's interesting to talk about because of how close these two things happen to each other and how. There hasn't really been a precedent for this for a long time in Dota. I, I'm trying to remember the last time a Dota player was banned on Twitch for even just 24 hours for doing something. Like, uh, mm. it's just, there probably is something, but it doesn't really come to mind. And the fact that these two happened within the same week seems like Twitch are starting to take more action, basically, against stuff they don't like. Uh, whether they, they should be taking action or not is a totally different conversation. Uh, but, um, like what they want to ban for or not it just seems like they're trying to be a little bit more active here for better or worse um yeah so quickly supposedly what admiral bulldog was banned for for 24 hours was at least the final thing i heard i can't confirm this was that uh he watched some clips of uh what's that called I mean, it's called popping. I don't know what the real term is for it, but where you have like cysts in your skin being removed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, He watched a couple of clips of that, and apparently that was too explicit. I don't know which <laughs> terms of service that or terms of use that's against. Uh, bodily fluids. He just watched it. I guess. He just watched it between. I guess so. Like, maybe <laughs> it's, it, it might be in the terms. I honestly don't know. That's like,
1: pretty fucking funny. Actually, it, I didn't know that. Supposedly, okay. he got
0: banned for 24 <laughs> hours for that. And I guess it's just it falls under bodily fluids because Twitch don't want you to watch people pissing themselves or bleeding, whatever it is. And right. then that just falls under it uh apparently so it's like honestly pretty damn harmless but maybe it's a good thing to have that in the rules because some people (laughs) react really strongly to that and it can be super triggering and some people can get uncomfortable watching stuff so Um, doesn't you could say they could warn but
1: saliva counts as bodily fluid what if you're spitting on somebody is that against the rules spitting on the ground
0: that's how it always is with these kind of things right like where's the line yeah yeah That's always what it's going to be. But that was supposedly Bulldogs, and then the one from Mason, which was a three-day ban, so three times as long, was supposedly for typing something sexually explicit. Um, Right. This is
1: by his own words. Hi, everyone. I was banned for typing something sexually explicit, or something along those lines. Not entirely sure of the reason yet, but that's what the email leads me to believe. So, I don't know what the hell he said, but I'm sure he says a lot of stuff that he could probably get suspended for, so I can't say I'm shocked. Uh... But yeah, you could be right. Maybe they're cracking down. It could be a coincidence, of course.
0: But It could. It's just unlikely, right? There's no bans for a year, and then there's two within a week. That right. seems like an administrative change. Hopefully, really if does. they're
1: doing that, yeah. they'll also get rid of these uh, Arcana streams <laughs> so as well.
0: I hopefully, they're going to ban you next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cinderin's a real racist. I hear him all the time on I stream. Mean, Good lord.
0: I, so, I, I don't know. Obviously, Mason's own words, right? Like, we don't know what exactly the utterance was. We don't know what happened, but... Um, yeah it, it could be something where we're like, eh, should that be punishable?" And it could be something where we're like, "Oh hell yeah, that should be punishable." Just honestly, no clue. Like, yeah, And I didn't see in the threat of him getting banned, I didn't see the concrete reason given by anything anyone than him uh, apart from himself. Um, so, yeah, who knows?:
1: We will never know. It's been deleted from all archives. Uh, next topic, and the final dota one, uh, we play drama, so they got themselves in a little hot water this week. So there's a caster in Brazil named Cold Fox, who got a DMCA uh, right. for casting. To my knowledge, and based on what he's saying, of course we can't verify that. As far as I know, that he was casting on Dota TV, the We Play thing, which should be allowed, and not using yep. camera and not using audio, meaning he's doing his own, yep. which, by Valve's rules, is allowed. And WePlay issued a DMCA, so a lot of people are very upset about this. I think on one side, I, again, haven't looked too deeply into this, but we can't verify mm-hmm. if that's actually true what happened. Uh, but they haven't lifted it as far as we know. So this one of those DMCA situations, again, where people are all up in arms about it.
0: What are your thoughts? Yeah. So basically, I mean... Uh, when was the last time we had something like this? It's been a while, but it it has happened a couple of times before. Uh, the first time Valve Hold really on, stepped
1: in, probably was the last one. Yeah,
0: you know, somebody, it, somebody it might stream. be there, The reason Valve really stepped in was that there started to be some confusion. Like I think the original DMCA strikes were put more from ESL a while back, who wanted their content for themselves, and Valve said, "You know what? This is how it works. If you use." Only your own camera and your own audio. You can do whatever you want as long as you don't have sponsors on the screen. If you don't have any sponsor overlays that conflict with the tournament, um, it was allowed. So, for example, if I on my stream want to watch any pro game, I can do it as long as I don't use uh, any of their camera or casters. Because then I'm stealing their content. Mm. And Valve's logic here is that the game itself is public property. So, you should be allowed to watch any pro game. No matter who runs the league, no matter who the broadcasters are, doesn't matter. Everything is public in that sense. And that's pretty clear and well-defined. So we don't really fully know exactly what happened here. It's possible that the DMCA strike is just misplaced, that they don't understand the rules. Um, There's a good chance that... like whenever rules like these are implemented if if the person doing the strike isn't aware and everybody else is it doesn't really matter right like it's possible it's just a personal mistake from somebody at WePlay who's like hey they're stealing our content I'm mm. going to send a strike and everybody else is like why the hell did you do that that was really stupid now we're getting flack for it so like it doesn't need to be like a major company decision to be like ah we want this for ourselves it could be an individual mistake uh, it could be a misunderstanding about what's allowed uh, whenever there's rules like this once in a while somebody will either Uh, not know it will have forgotten will have the wrong interpretation whatever it is it doesn't have to be malicious it doesn't um and either way it's pretty straightforward if we play dmca'd them and they did what was within valve's rules it's a malplaced dmca if any of the other things were uh were not obeyed to then they kind of have a case right if the person uh, had sponsors on their screen that conflict with we play sponsors or if they uh, did use their camera or did use their audio, which mm-hmm. I just haven't verified. But supposedly, based on what is being said here, uh, Cold Fox was in the right with uh, the way he streamed, so I think it's just probably a misunderstanding. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. It's... Uh, I feel like doing this maliciously right now is just a stupid move, right? Like, I don't think anybody will do this on purpose. DMCA someone when they know that it's... Not against the rules from Valve, so yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna just chalk it up to being a mistake and a misunderstanding, gonna, honestly, because there's gonna like no some... there's no benefit to doing this, right?
1: No, I yeah for sure. And YouTube so... strikes are pretty serious these days; they've gotten a lot worse for the content creators, especially when it's uh, you know certain situations. You get, like the Artifact song that I made, we got a copyright strike against that, even though I my brother literally made the music and I sung. It was like there's no copying at all. Um, but it's so much worse than it used to be. Like, we actually got a strike a few weeks ago. No, not a few weeks. It was like maybe three months ago, and we could not post anything on the channel for a week. And this is like it's a so major crazy. channel, right? Yeah. Well, I like to oh, yeah. call ourselves a major channel. Yeah, it's, it's a still. major channel. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a big deal. So we'll see what, uh, what occurs going forward. We'll probably update people in the next... Podcast or the next episode, if things progress any
0: further, or if this just gets I, I buried in the just sand. To, just to finish off on what I said, like, what's, what's, how is it worth it? Like, basically, if you DMCA somebody, what you assume is that part of their audience will go to you because their audience gets taken down. But the negative backlash, if you do it incorrectly, has to be a way bigger loss than the audience you gained. Mm. It just has to be. So, that's why I'm making the point here that I don't think they did this knowing that it was. Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> who, who fucking knows? Maybe there's somebody who's like, who thought this was a good idea, but it obviously isn't, uh, to DMCA falsely. Um, and for me personally, I would be very surprised just because of every experience that you and I both have had with WePlay. This is so against.
1: It's out of character.
0: Yeah. It's totally out of character. That's why this stands out to me. There's like so many more tournament organizers that I could see do this before we play. Uh, it's just it's a it's a bit weird. So that's why I'm pretty convinced it's a mistake, but I can't say mm-hmm. it for sure. Yeah. Um, it's just strange. like we.
1: I think for Moon Duck, we've maybe we've DMCA'd a couple people before, but those are like restreaming on YouTube live kind of stuff where they're just literally copying. Like they're not doing mm-hmm. any of their own commentary or camera or anything. That's right. a DMCA-worthy shit yeah. right there.
0: They're just uh, stealing content. That's something and they else.
1: Just, they pop up all the time as well. It's, not, it's pretty commonplace. But Yeah, we'll see what happens. Cinderin, um, I have some good news for mm-hmm. you. Oh. Well, the, the bad news, which turns into good news for this week, is we missed last week's Artifact update because I woke up so late in the day that I didn't even see it. So we got two updates to talk about for Artifact. For all the people that hate Artifact, you can stop listening now. We love you, though. We'll talk about No, wait, for at, all the oh. people
0: that hate artifacts. Yes. Stick around because we have really important stuff to talk about later, including Elon Musk's son. So you That's don't want to miss that one. Elon that is Musk's true. son is important. You don't want to miss that. That is
1: going to be a funny but, topic. Uh so I don't even know where to begin with this. Both updates are related to the shop, the secret shop, as they call it. It's basically just at the end of every round, you get a shop that you get to choose your items and whatnot. So what I'm going to read is the goals that they have for this new version, and then we'll talk about some of the int- intricacies behind it, as well as a lot of the new cars that have been revealed. So goals for the new version of Artifact Shop, we'd like you to have better access to your items compared to the original game. Items in general should have their costs reflect when they are useful in the game. Early items should help build small advantages, and late-game items should help close the game out. We'd like to keep the ability to find a random item that could help you out. No class of items, early or late, should be too powerful as to skew the selection one way or another. Less math, which I feel like, was math really that big of a deal in the original? That's the only one I didn't really understand. Big
0: portion of their, Uh, never mind.
1: Required tools such as town portal scrolls shouldn't be available based on luck, which that's a huge one. Playing draft, hoping to God, like getting stranded was the worst feeling with a hero. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely a nice change. So, right now, uh, where is this section here that talks about? So, at the first shopping phase, you have access to a 10... I mean, is there a better way to explain this, this shop, Cinderin, than just reading what's on the screen? Is there a better way to just I don't sum think it so. up? Okay. So, at the first shopping uh, phase... Well, if you want to phase, read all of the text, no, no. Uh, that is a lot. It is... I don't want to go down too far here. Um, okay. So essentially the way it works is you get three items to choose from, some of which are from your original deck, but they're based on tiers. And the tiers are based on what level your shop is, which in all likelihood is related to what mana cost or what mana you're at right now. So one, two, three, four, and it just continues each round. But the cool thing is you can upgrade the shop to get higher tier items at any point. So you have more control over what shows up in the shop itself. And if you can't afford anything or there's nothing that you want... You can invest, which means you just get three gold for the next round, which is really cool. That's the very, very basics behind the shop. So Mm. in a lot of ways, it is similar to the old one, but just with a lot of tweaks. So I guess that's maybe the best way to go about it. Uh, So let's talk about some of the items, Cinderin. Why don't you start with the old Force Staff?
0: Oh, I start. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Two-turn cooldown, which is kind of seemingly... Becoming the most common cooldown in cards we've seen, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It seems to be the go-to. Uh, so it gives 2 damage, 2 turn cooldown, and it costs 1 mana, just as everything else. All items will now cost mana, like we talked about previously. Uh, displace a unit. So I'm assuming this means that you just move it to a different slot on the board that you cannot choose.
1: Right, so it says it's one of the few random effects we've added to the game. It pushes a unit randomly left or right one slot but can only push into an unoccupied slot. Uh, so if the 10 gold. two
0: slots next to it are taken but there's two open slots outside of that, you can't force that unit out. You can force the next unit out. Right, so you have a little bit more control over yeah. where it ends up. So sounds
1: interesting. Yeah. Uh, Necronomicon is a 15 gold item. Gives you 6 HP and deploys demonic archers instead of melee creeps. So from my memory, melee creeps are now one ones. And these demonic archers are instead one twos. So are they one ones? I believe so, yes. And at the round start, okay. the demonic archer will deal one damage to the closest enemy. Uh so it can stack up pretty, pretty nicely. That's a 15 gold item, by the way, the necro.
0: Yeah, but it's only in the lane that the hero is in. Yeah. That this happens then.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll take the last one that we can talk about the, the latest update. So root boots, 20 gold item gives you two armor and it's an aura. So no mana cost at all. Adjacent enemies are rooted and have plus two decay. This one sounds, this one sounded really OP to me. Uh, you just can't leave the lane essentially, but then you have to yeah. f- keep somebody on your side there to root them. Right. sounds very strong, but I'm sure there's other ways to get around it. Perhaps,
0: uh, just yeah, kill the hero it. carrying it, man. There you go.
1: Yep, that's true.
0: Done just deal. Kill him. Just kill All him. Right.
1: Yeah. So this week they updated a little bit of... Uh, I mean, they changed some of the wording around. We don't need to get into too specific because I know we get a little bit too ham on some of these updates. So we can just talk about some of the item reworks. Uh, start with phase boosts, which used to give 4 HP, I want to say, and you swap yeah, I think places so. with uh, another unit,
0: right? So what is now it now? does the same thing three health though it gives three health and then it's a two turn cooldown for one mana uh, it says swap this hero to another position which sounds like you might actually be able to face boots into an empty slot I don't think you could do that before you had to swap with someone right right yes or could you I actually don't remember anymore it's a long time ago no that's true you could not you go couldn't into face boots into an empty slot no maybe you can now it doesn't specify here it's possible that you can' do that yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Um, but
1: yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of even uh mentioning this? Because it's basically the same.
0: But yeah. Uh well, good. it has a monocost and uh, a different True. cooldown and a different health, right? I mean it's also just I think it's for them to showcase how they envision the value of a ten gold item. I think mm-hmm. that's the idea. So the next ten gold item they're showing is Clasuream Hourglass. I saw this, I I was like, this is too good for ten gold, but maybe I'm missing something. So it gives three health and then Plus two lock, so any extra cards your opponent draws each round. So if any hero in any lane is holding this item, the enemy any card they draw can't be used for two turns. So that's like the old Claijus hourglass, but that one was way more expensive than phase boots, and now they mm-hmm. cost the same. So, so I don't what know what it used what's to
1: do. On. Is it would lock any new cards that you draw at the beginning of the round for one round, right? This one will it will not lock the cards that you draw normally. The beginning of the round. It will only lock cards that you draw during the round itself. So if you have... Gotcha. Like, this is the ultimate fuck you blue item. If you draw a shit ton of cards in the round, this will fuck you up, which is great. I love it. Very nice. I
0: feel like maybe the wording on the card should be different. I don't think that's an obvious way of interpreting this. I think it's too ambiguous. It says plus two lock
1: to any extra cards your opponent draws each round. So it could say
0: any it cards say in
1: addition to the regular ones that you get every round. But that's Or kind it could of just work. say
0: plus two luck to any ex- to any cards your opponent draws during the round. Isn't that just it? Because the normal card draws are before the round.
1: Okay. Right? Sure.
0: During the round. I think yeah. so. I mean, maybe. Well, but that's anyway, not Anyway, when I read true. this, if I didn't get... intuitively... I- I'm assuming I'm not, like, super stupid and everybody else <laughs> gets this right the first time they read it. It's possible. Maybe I'm just an idiot uh but i think this wording is a little bit
1: see if I they, mean, they you're change the understand wording it to, after. to what you said then if you draw an extra card at the beginning of the round well how does it work with that it should it will lock it if it's an extra card i understand so what you're saying how do you saying, draw an extra is, card in the beginning of the round what well, does that well the old game when there was improvements there was cards that you get two there's what that one that howling mind i think it was you get two extra cards each person gets two extra cards the beginning of the right. round whatever it is okay
0: that's I don't know. But Maybe I just need to get over myself and, and it read It doesn't better, sound
1: like this is something we can talk about after we read these, but it doesn't sound like there's improvements anymore, which makes me really fucking sad. Uh those are like the coolest things in my eyes at least for cards, but <clears throat> Niktasha's That's guard one. uh it's a 30 gold item, which oh,
0: I believe is 25 item was so fucking good.
1: Yeah, so before oh, it was 25 gold and you could activate it every single round on a hero and it would it would uh, move the adjacent heroes and the one in front of you to random lanes. It was basically, it was unbelievably good, but it was a random lane. That was now, probably my
0: favorite card to get in the whole game. I was like, I am a, invincible. Uh,
1: now it's a 30 gold item. It still, uh, still has a cooldown of one, but it costs one mana. Gives you one armor, and it reduces adjacent enemies to one health. They are stunned, rooted, and feeble which we talked about the other week. That oh, still Feeble sounds again? really strong. Feeble is... Is it the overpower one? Man, I'm actually forgetting. Is it when you deal damage over what they are, it goes to the tower? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So yeah. if they're only one health, then and you deal five damage, you're doing
0: four damage to the tower. This sounds really strong. Thirty. Goals the old cool. one was better, obviously, but this is still really good. Eh, I think Depends the old on the one situation. might... Have...
1: The old one, sometimes he yeah, didn't want to cast part. it because it's a random lane, and it, it, it was more yeah, situational on this
0: one. This one's always good. It's true. That's fair to say. The old right. one was often a game winner. Yes. Uh, just on the spot. It was like a primal roar whenever you wanted it, which it was even better than that. So,
1: And they have yep. revealed three hero reworks. Um Oh, actually, now that I'm looking at it, it looks like the improvement icon is still on this. I don't know what that means, but let's talk about Prelix. So Prelix blue hero, is now a 2-4. I believe she was a 3-5 before. Yes. She has a reactive ability called Gather the Faithful. Deploy to the right instead of the left, and mega creeps instead of melee creeps. And then the deploy, so when you play her originally, redeploy your leftmost melee creep. So... Mega creeps are two threes so it's not like they're ginormous but they obviously destroy normal creeps very easily and she comes with the card barracks which used to be five mana It used to be an improvement but now it just says aura for three mana your creeps have one attack one health plus
0: one that is to each but this looks like it's still an improvement you put in the lane right it it and then not,
1: now that I'm looking at it again, like you said, it does show an improvement, but it says aura, so I don't know, and I'm
0: confused how that works. The improvement just has an aura, I guess, and some other improvements don't have an aura. That's my guess. They just probably just changed the wording then. Okay,
1: yeah, maybe. So yeah, it sounds. Uh, so like every before, creep
0: that Prelix deploys is a mega creep. So in any lane Prelix is in when the deployment phase yes. kicks in, she gets mega creeps, and they
1: all spawn to the right instead of the left so right okay. we don't know the intricacies of how this works yeah. yet. i mean maybe we do if we go back sounds to patch like notes, a pretty
0: right. strong card actually yeah she i, I mean before it would
1: bad. her barracks would take forever to ramp up like she was never a hero in constructed sometimes in draft you'd pick her up because she was useful but uh yeah sounds like you have more control over things so that's nice
0: take axe cinder man we got two more all right so Axe is now at three, two, five. I don't think that was the stat line we saw on him last time, but I could be wrong about that. We saw this card re. Really Did we? Didn't... Wasn't that one of their previous blog posts where they first showcased the new health of heroes? Was Axe shown? I thought he was shown with a different stat line. I could have sworn it was Bristle, but maybe. It might... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Bristle. You're right. Okay. So anyway, Axe has 3 damage, 2 armor, 5 health. Uh, he has Berserker's Call. So that was what used to be the card. Was the six cost card that came with Axe is now a two mana, or sorry, two cooldown, one mana ability where Axe does exactly the same as he did before. So it's way more reliable um, than having to draw a six cost, and it's obviously a lot cheaper. But Axe is also a lot weaker. Yeah. Uh, Axe is a weaker hero by far with 325. The really nice thing about this Berserkus Call, though, is it seems like it can just clear a creep wave basically. Mm hmm. Um, Since you have three damage and two armor, you don't take damage from creeps and you just kill all of them at once for one mana. That sounds really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adjacent is obviously three slots. Uh, And then he has a two-cost card, Culling Blade, where you slay a damaged enemy hero with three or less health and it's repeatable. Uh, That's cool. I find it pretty unlikely that you cast that twice, but it can happen. Like, there needs to be two heroes in the same lane that Axe is in and they both need to have three health or less. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, know, Does, do any heroes start with less than 4 health? I mean, the like, thing is... Like, can this is, one-shot some heroes? I think the lowest HP we've seen is 4, right? It's probably going to be 4 is the lowest, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. that would be
1: annoying. But at the same time, it sounds like it ignores armor. And heroes start with yes, so much less slight. health than they used to. So this mm-hmm. sounds like, after a damage round, of course, you come back and you can use this a bunch of times. That sounds really cool. I like I'm that assuming
0: since it says repeatable, it costs two mana every time you cast it. Yes. Not that you can just kill three heroes for two mana if they're all low. Right.
1: And so. you lose the card. You don't, you don't get to keep the card if you don't use it again. Uh, it goes yeah. away at the end of the round. So, And then the last one is Ogre Magi, one of the most annoying fucking heroes ever, uh, is now less annoying, thank God. He is a two attack, two armor, four health blue hero. His reactive ability is multicast, which was the same before, but it's changed now. The first God, blue is so spell, better. the first oh. blue spell or enchantment you cast from the lane can be repeated this round. Two round cooldown. So before you had a, was it a twenty-five percent chance to just yeah. get a copy of the card you just to cast? Copy the card, Dude, That it was... could be any spell or any. Yeah, it was just any spell.
0: The worst. Actually, the worst the, RNG. The old multicast was like in terms of. In my opinion, bad card design, conceptually, it was in the same tier as Cheating Death, actually. Like that aspect of it was just, I'm not saying it was a better card. Like Ogre wasn't more broken than Cheating Death. I just conceptually really dislike that way of designing a card. Like Mm -hmm. this is way more elegant. You let the player choose. uh, They can be repeated. It has a cooldown and you are in charge of when it happens maybe this is broken. Like, maybe it's too good that you can do this, but the nice thing about it is fixing it is relatively easy. You give it longer cooldown or you give it a mana cost and there you go. All of a sudden, it's it's kind of fixed. The other one was like, what are you going to do? Change the percentage that it happens from 25 to 12? Really and then bad. it still feels stupid when it happens. Like, you're always going to feel cheated if the enemy gets lucky. Yeah, It was just really not good. Same with the old Janata from Bounty Hunter. 50% chance to do <laughs> plus 4 damage. Like, I love that one. Uh, or just just get I really plus four kills. damage rather when you get placed like... Weird uh, I so I love this way more.
1: Ogre Very Magi's cool. card, it is Ignite still, but it's a little bit different yep. now. It's four mana. I believe it was three, three. mana before.
0: And it was, and it was a, an enchantment. It was an, or, an, improvement. Sorry, uh, an improvement.
1: Yeah. So now it's a four mana. It has the spell icon on the top left of it, but it says yep. Enchant Caster. Round start, deal one piercing damage to each enemy. So... Yep. It costs 4 mana. This is, the, this is basically the old uh, Necro card, Heartstopper, except it's not just adjacent enemies, it's the whole it's board. Cool. Yeah. Which is really strong, and you will multicast well, this with multicast, but you need the mana, right? Yeah. You need 8 mana, essentially, to get 2. Uh,
0: the and you don't keep the it. cool thing here is the old Ignite, you basically chose a lane to be strong in, the new ignite, you put it on ogre, and now you get to switch your strategy during the game of where you want this piercing damage to be. You don't like commit to this will be my ignite lane. Yeah. Now it's like I need ignite in this lane now. So now I can move ogre or I can have him die and re replace uh, him in a different lane. Uh reassign him. So I think this is this looks cool to me. I think it's it's a nice idea. Uh obvious synergy with multicast. I wonder why it's enchant caster. Like, why they think, is it too good if you can put it on a different hero than Ogre? Uh, Wonder why they chose this. Not sure about that. Wait, what do you mean? But it doesn't have to be on Ogre. It does. It says Enchant Caster. Yeah, but Caster can be Isn't any that, blue hero, right? Oh, okay. I thought the Caster meant that it was tied to Ogre as the Caster, because he owns the card. I don't but think no. so. It's just any blue hero? Okay. That's yeah, fine. that's the way
1: I'm looking at yep. it. Okay. I mean that's then again, smart. what if you have a blue hero and a red hero and you cast this? Then you, can you can't put cast on the on red hero,
0: because he can't be the caster, right? Wouldn't I just say, say that.
1: enchant on a blue hero? I mean, yeah. Enchant or, blue hero, I guess. I assume that it's just I the think
0: the reason it is like that is exactly so you can't put it on red heroes, because we're assuming that red heroes will still be on average tankier, and obviously putting this on yeah. the tankiest possible hero makes it the best it can be. Maybe that was considered too good.
1: Yep. I don't know. Okay, so those are the artifact updates uh, from the last couple of weeks.
0: Yep. and Promising.
1: Yep, for sure. I'm still looking forward to seeing what the board looks like. I can't even envision. I can't even picture it mm-hmm. in my mind. Uh, okay, and two quick topics, Cinderin yep. Amazon has a new free-to-play game coming out on May 20th. Uh, I mean, Amazon Studios is pretty ginormous. In terms of their gaming stuff, they're starting to come out. I, I remember Alpha testing a... It was like a Rocket League type of game, except it was heroes. So you had heroes with mm-hmm. abilities, but you wanted to get this ball in a goal. It was interesting. I mean, it's not something I would probably play a lot of, but it wasn't bad by any means. Right. So this one is called Crucible, and according to this article, it introduces plenty of new ideas, but the best way to set the scene is through concepts you're familiar with. It's essentially a hero shooter crossed with a MOBA. You pick a character with a set of abilities and a preferred weapon known here as hunters and battle out to control the map. Uh, so
0: did you look at the video? I watched it. What did you think? At first glance, I wasn't very interested. I'll just be honest. Like, mm. uh, I think. Uh, I'm trying to think of what that game has on other games. I think that's the best way of explaining it. Like, I see that trailer, which was like a minute and a half, and I'm just like. They're putting other words on stuff that already exists. It's like... The game mode sounded like... What was it? There's a domination mode where you need control points. There was a... Was it just a deathmatch mode? And a... Essentially capture the flag, right? Wasn't that what the first one was?
1: Yeah, they had three modes. Yeah.
0: There was a capture the flag. There was a domination. And then I don't remember what the the other one was. It wasn't just deathmatch. But it's like... It feels like it's trying to mix mash to, every genre no not really it's like they're trying to wrap something it's still the same thing it's just different wording you know like i saw that and i didn't see in that trailer i didn't see these new ideas uh, i only saw the concepts i'm familiar with so like maybe it's because i'm not thinking about it in terms of oh this is a capture the flag where it's not just a shooter but you also have spells and maybe that's the new idea but that's not mm. really a new idea right it's just combining two old ideas yes did anything stand out to you in that trailer where you're like wow this is new and cool i didn't see no. anything new i just didn't see i don't it.
1: know if being new matters though we've talked about this no before but i mean like-
0: if they're if they're saying the game introduces new ideas i'm expecting the trailer to show me at least one new idea True. Right. If they're so that's what they're trying so, to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just, not the advertisement. Was this just a wording from somebody else? It was just PC games.
1: It could just be marketing. So yeah, maybe like, this guy yeah,
0: hasn't played so. multiplayer games since 1995. <laughs> and he's like, "Wow, this is really cool." Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I just I mean I just didn't see the. So new what ideas, you're I'll saying is you're
1: really looking forward to this game. I mean. I think it's. I'm, for, saying, I'm going to say this. I don't know about the game mm-hmm. itself. It doesn't look interesting to me personally. But then again, that doesn't yeah. mean anything because I find almost right. every game unenjoyable anyway. It's Dota. Yeah, you hate Recently, life. Valorant. That's basically it. Not even Counter Strike anymore. I can't stand CSGO. I think they butchered the Damn. shit out of that. But that's another story. You're getting old. But it, it's good to see that there's another studio coming out with stuff. I love the competition. I love Absolutely. these. Like, I hope it gets big because that's better for everybody. But it does not look interesting at all. Uh, but it comes out in a week so we'll be able to try it and well i don't know if cinder and will try it maybe i i don't know if i will either to be honest you can have a look
0: um last topic think, unless you want to actually talk about crucible some more no um i would say one more thing like the graphics that are showcased also i'm not a very much of a graphics person i don't i don't think graphics are nearly as important as gameplay that they to me they're always the thing that adds to the experience and gives it that like a game that's a nine out of ten can be a ten out of ten because the graphics are astounding. Or yeah, but it's always going to be the gameplay first. To give you a great example, Ori uh, and the Blind Forest, which we talked about uh, a few episodes ago, the gameplay is awesome, the story is great, and then the graphics are fucking breathtaking. And that is like the the extra, breathtaking. That is the extra thing about that game that's just you know, nailed it. But Ori <laughs> and the Blind Forest would not be a good game if it was really pretty and there was nothing, no substance. Uh, Crucible to me not even the graphics seemed that interesting either I, the shooting animation seemed very cartoony which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it was like this weird mix of I felt like a disconnect between these high poly models and like the objectives and mean. everything n- n- the objectives and the characters were trying to look like photorealistic and then the shots looked like out of a cartoon like it was really disconnected like it, it wasn't just like it was trying like, to do two things at once it was right? as
1: if league and overwatch were combined that's the closest comparison. kind of I, yeah
0: so i don't know if these are like just alpha stuff and that they will change these animations but to me it felt out of place it's like you have counter strike it's coming out in a it's week Counter Strike. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically the end of the beta it's kind of like if counter strike had the exact setting that it does but everybody's shooting with water guns it would just feel weird right like Why are they planting a bomb and then fighting over it with a fucking water gun? You know. know, It's funny you say that because
1: if CS was rebranded as like a paintball game, do you actually realize how much better that would be for branding? How much easier it would be to put on TV? How much more money they would actually make? But then you wouldn't
0: plant the bomb either. That's my point. You would
1: plant like uh, a plant. You would plant the (laughs) plant plant, and they wouldn't
0: be terrorists and counter terrorists. So you were kind of redesigning the game. This is what Valorant did. yeah. You're redesigning the cosmetic of the game, right? Cinder, so, yeah. you
1: plant a seed, and then after 35 seconds, it sprouts into a cactus, and that team, the gardeners, win. And you're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's a dangerous cactus!" It's, it's moles, <laughs> moles versus gardeners. And moles want to destroy the plants. The gardeners just want to plant them. I actually right? Want, this them. is a
0: mod now. <laughs> it's
1: so stupid. Dude, I gotta make that that game now. All right. Uh, okay. Final topic uh, before we get to the Patreon mailbag. Elon Musk, his son has been named, and there's been a lot of memes, and I have to look up the pronunciation again. Mm -hmm. It is X-Ash-A-12. What the fuck is he thinking? He's literally insane. He's going to ruin this kid's life.
0: That's horrible. Did we have this? Did I talk about this on my stream or on the last episode of the podcast where I said you can't bully someone for their name if nobody knows what the name is? They'll just give him a nickname. I think I talked about this on my stream. They're streamer. just gonna call him Ash, so, probably. Yeah, I mean that's okay, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. Of course, I, I just. I mean, I was obviously joking.
0: It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> any name. I under. Okay, here's the thing. I I got bullied a lot in school, Cinderin. It was brutal. <laughs> Living with a girl's name in the United States, at least for in the U.S. When I moved here when I was ten, it's brutal. It's fucking awful. I can't imagine what it's like to be basically named after a robot where each birthday is like a new patch update. Like, here's the change log. You
0: <laughs> you, you gained pubic hair this year. year. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he might fucking do it. That's the thing. Like, every time it's his birthday, he files to change the certificate. So then it's version 2.0.
1: So I'm trying to remember what this was named at. So A twelve is the predecessor for the S R17 or something like that, some airplane. I don't know anything about this stuff. Uh, the X is the unknown variable and the ash, which is I don't I've never seen this symbol before. It's an A and a capital E combined. It's the Elven spelling of AI.
0: This is a this is a letter in Danish, and I'm not joking, actually.
1: What it's is? one of our three vowels It's one oh. of our three
0: vowels that English doesn't have Okay. This one is called E It's basically A-E combined when you draw it E? Like, Did you say a? A. A. E? The e th- The three Danish vowels that English don't, doesn't have is E, Ö, and O I,
1: That sounds and, like yeah, normal letters to me, just horrible pronunciation <laughs> well, <laughs> So it's, it's A-E-I-O-U, but it's E-E-E-E-I-O-E-U It's like that
0: is that close? Oh, you said "ü". That's our. Yeah. That's actually our. That's our yeah. "y". It's called "ü". It's like a moose. Good job. Yeah. You found another vowel. Close, <laughs> hey, I thought this was about making fun of Elon Musk, not the Danish oh, language. I'm sorry, today. I didn't mean I to bully you. I oh, apologize. You're sidetracking here. Yeah, we don't. We don't bully here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what opinion am I supposed to have about this? Are you okay? Well, first of all, apparently, it might be illegal. Uh, right. In the state of
1: California, they, they don't accept symbols <laughs> as names. Shocker, I know. No, yeah, no numbers either are allowed. So I don't know what that's, what's going to come about from that. Okay. But how fucked up do you have to be to name your kid this? Like, that's such a... Uh,
0: can we, really can we, we try me. to look at it from a different perspective? Sure. We looked at, okay, the kid is going to get bullied. It's a hard to pronounce name. People won't be able to remember it. What is the positive to this? The parents
1: like the name. That's the positive. It's unique.
0: Okay. There are plenty of unique names you could come up with that don't make you sound like something that was designed specifically to please your parents. Right.
1: I mean, then again, if you were called... Like, there's worse names, right? You can be called Ballsack McGee, okay? That's a worse name. Is that worse?
0: I think so. You can be called Dick, so why can't you be called Ballsack? Let's just include the whole thing. What's <laughs> right, the issue, you know?
1: I mean, that's like, that's true. We got to keep things uh, kosher overall. I agree. Ballsack McGee—that's not bad. It could be naming the next Guardian. Actually, we'll think about it.
0: I, uh, I, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying to get around what the thing like. If this is something that's really personal to them, like there's some sort of encrypted message in here that they're that makes a lot of that means a lot to the parents. Nobody's gonna fucking get it, including the kids. <laughs> like there's so many other ways that you can I'm just thinking like if you really want some sort of subliminal meaning or whatever put it in a last name or a middle name in in your own way, right? That's still right. It's just it's just weird, man. Like part of me feels like this is a stunt and they're not gonna it's not gonna be allowed and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, okay. Well, then we'll just call him John." And that's it. like <laughs> And then he got a lot that, of media it's be time. John. <laughs> yeah, And it got a lot of media time, and that was it. Like, but like knowing Elon, he loves doing crazy shit and weird stuff, and yeah. for better or worse, getting getting a lot of attention for it. Uh, it's just Elon strikes me. So I have a friend, and this is not a negative trait about him. He he like my tagline for him, if translated to English, was "I had to see if I could." That's him. So in Dota. There would be an easy way of doing something or an easy escape, and there would be like a 1% play, and he would always go for the 1% play because he had to see if he could pull it off, you know? Hmm. You know that kind of person. Like, they yeah. just have to do this crazy shit. Right. This is reminding me of that. It's like, let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I can get away with it. Let's see what happens. But then, like, maybe not thinking about the backlash or the bigger implications, but just, you know, I wanted to see if I could do it, you know? That's that's the vibe this guy gives me with stuff like this. You know, this his as well,
1: vibe right? in general lately has been pretty I mean, I follow him on Twitter, but it's and I used to be you know, I really like the idea of Elon Musk. But based on some of the stuff he's done in the last year alone, it it's pretty clear he's kind of insane. I mean, I was thinking more <laughs> about it like billionaires they get to where they are because they're not normal. They're cutthroat. And that usually means that you're a pretty bad person. Like you've become a pretty bad person.
0: Some people actually get born into this amount of wealth. Just like uh, (laughs) XA12 will be born into this.
1: No, that's true. I'm talking about self-made billionaires. So Elon Musk, um, what's the guy from Amazon? Jeff Bezos, people like that. They're like Mm -hmm. literal psychopaths, I'm pretty sure um or sociopaths or some combination the only person i can think of and it makes me doubt whether this is actually true but he seems like a good person is bill gates like maybe while he was running right. microsoft it was a bit of a like whatever you want to call it, it was a monopolistic company and maybe he did some shady stuff i have no idea but he's from he the literally... previous
0: patch before the insanity <laughs> was introduced he, yes he... the insan-
1: <laughs> that is yeah 2020 man
0: holy jesus but yeah oh. bill gates seems like a, a good dude the funny thing is, I had this exact thought. I think it was actually yesterday. I was like, who's like, what billionaires don't do weird shit and just do good stuff? And I think we're really biased in our line of thinking because what makes the news, right? What makes the news is either negatives. overwhelming acts of kindness or it's negatives, right? So, yeah. how many billionaires out there just mind their own business that you don't hear about? Probably tons of them, right? So, I don't think yeah, there's possibly. inherently self made billionaires. There's not though? like, yeah. I think so. There's a typically, lot of billionaires in the world right now. Typically,
1: self-made billionaires so. are going to be more, I don't want to say renowned, but more famous sure. than the type that just are born into it. Right. right, but
0: think about how many self-made billionaires there are in the world and how few you hear about.
1: How many are there? So, I don't know.
0: I don't know, but there's definitely more than the three we just mentioned. No, That, that is a good
1: point, though. A lot of the stuff like, that's going to come with on the news is going to be very negative.
0: It's just It's just bias, right? It's the yeah. fact that what makes a good story, what do people want to hear about. It's not a very good story that billionaire number six had a good week this week. Like, who wants to hear about that? Like, who cares? You know, Great. I want to hear about that. their life. Hey, but. if
1: there's any billionaires listening in, you can feel free to sponsor the show. We will talk you up if that's what you want. <laughs> I don't know if you can afford us, Dude, to be perfectly honest. That sounds honest.
0: about as insane as naming your child. <laughs> Elon... Like, you can win my heart back, my friend. <laughs> come to our podcast. I we'll may have called you a
1: psychopath nice slash sociopath, <laughs> but uh, you can turn this around with a little bit of money. okay?
0: Dude, I would, uh, that would be funny. That would actually be so funny.
1: I mean, he put a car um, in space. It's pretty fucking badass. Not going to lie. There's some stuff he does that's super right. awesome. Anyway, yeah. let's end with the... With this first question that we have in the Patreon mailbag, Cinderman from Nivnav, yes. what career would you be doing—dream job or realistic job—if Dota slash esports didn't exist? And then, of course, he felt the need to say, "Sorry, Suns fan, you wouldn't be able to be a pro in CS." <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you have an answer for this? Or do you need me to go first?
0: So, so we're saying based on this wording that it's not—we can't do another esport either, right? right video games out of the picture no okay uh i think dream job i honestly don't know what would be my dream job i just love games so i think if my dream job would be something else that had something to do with games not necessarily video games but some sort of games or sports i've always loved sports and games so something like that uh realistic job i you didn't say anything specific so yeah, I, like I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> I want to do games.
0: <laughs> I think my realistic job, if you will, would be probably a teacher either in high school or university. I Ooh. love teaching. I've, I've, I, cool. um, I did for a bit um, as an extra thing during my English studies, I did, uh, I did teach grammar as an assistant teacher, which I found very enjoyable. Most people hate grammar. I think it's really fascinating. You've taught me so many things
1: about the English language, Thank Just
0: you. analytical stuff has always been my thing. I just love analysis of all sorts of shit. Language, video games, behavior, whatever it is. It's interesting to me to analyze things. Hmm. Uh, so something with that, like teaching something that's analysis heavy, would probably be my realistic job. So a language or grammar or yeah, something like that, I think. Dream job? Honestly, don't know. I'm just... Yeah, something with games. How, that was a vague I don't answer. No,
1: it can't be video games. Dream job, anything in the world, literally anything. There's got to be something. I
0: don't know. You go first. I'll think.
1: Okay, my dream job is easy. I'd be the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Is that a job? Yeah. If yeah, not, then CEO general job, manager, right? I suppose. But there's more pressure on the yeah. general manager. Owner, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That sounds good. Realistic yeah, that's not job. technically
0: a job, is it? Right. But the owner? Yeah, maybe Being not. Being the owner is, is that a job? Is that an actual position? Or do you just have majority of the shares?
1: You have majority of the shares, but then you have a lot of responsibility for uh, to the shareholders. So you, it is a job, but okay. I understand what you're saying. If not, then GM, Fine. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, realistic job would be really boring, and it would probably be what I did before I started doing esports related stuff, and that's tech support or something relating to fixing computers. I fucking hate it. I hated it so much. The only time that I enjoyed it was when I worked at ASU and I worked in a place where people in the computer computing commons would walk in students only, by the way, would walk in and I would repair their laptops like they have porn or something on their laptops. And the only reason it was great is because you got to uh, laugh at them. No. (laughs) ASU is known for having ridiculously hot chicks. And I can attest that this is 100 percent true. So you just have these ridiculously hot chicks come in. And of course, I was a student at the time working there. I'm not a creep. I don't go there anymore, guys. But um, yeah. Oh, you want and to then hear? And You a fun- were like,
0: "Hi, I'm Shannon. I'll fix your computer."
1: Do you want to hear a funny story? And, and then they I, were I like, "Sorry, we're go I'm not by." I <laughs> yeah, I'm up for whatever. But uh, send <laughs> her anytime, buddy. Uh, do you have a dream job? Before I tell my quick story, I, it just popped in my head. Now that we, I talked about that job. And I, can't remember I don't know. I, I didn't come before. up with anything. I'm okay. so boring. Sindarin's okay, dream my dream job would be, be, be
0: funny. My dream job would be to do something, to be able to do funny things. Because apparently I'm not. I can't, I can't. I just can't do things.
1: Great. You'd be a comedian. That sounds like you'd be oh, the... Oh, what a dream <laughs> job. That sounds so fucking
0: stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Although um, I am really funny, so I could make money with it, actually. That's
1: true. Yeah. You're going to have but, to stop me if I've told this story before, Cinderin. Okay. okay. So I used to work in this Computing Commons... Students would come in for repairs, but occasionally you get a teacher, okay? Now, have you heard of the Skeleton of Lucy? It's a Neanderthal, I believe. Or it's not Neanderthal. It's one of the earliest human remains ever found at that time. It was the earliest, okay? Mm -hmm. This is like hundreds of thousands of years prior. And the guy that found Lucy was this professor, and he's like in his 70s or maybe even 80s, Okay. So he came in and he needed help with his Mac, which, of course, I don't even know how to turn on a Mac. So I had to get help from my colleague <laughs> <laughs> to
0: help. So I had the to kind of just dude.
1: stand there. Oh just... Man.
0: I can imagine you go to tech support and they don't know how to switch on the computer. Yeah, it's you a just Mac. fucking lose all, a you lose all hope instantly of it being fixed.
1: Um, so it's this very casual area, right? And I would always eat my lunch there. I'd bring in my lunch and then if somebody needed help, I'd just help them and I'd go back and eat my lunch. So I had this Burger King, Angus Burger. I used to, I hate Burger King now because they don't have this anymore, but Angus Burger was delicious, okay? Burgers and fries Mm -hmm. in the bag. So I go and I start helping this guy and his wife is with him. She goes and sits down uh, where I was sitting. I look over five minutes later uh, as I'm helping him. She's eating my, she's taking fries out of the bag and eating them. And I'm like doing a double take. I'm like, what the fuck? What is she doing? So I fix the guy's problem, and they both leave. And I start telling the story like to everybody. Like, what would you have done in this situation? Like, she's eating my fries. He's like, oh, I think she's just really old. She's probably just senile, whatever you know, the case may be. So I don't think of it again, okay? Two days later, the guy comes in with the same problem. It's actually the exact same situation. I have my burger and fries <laughs> out there. <laughs> And I'm helping with this problem. I look over, and she's taking a bite out of my burger now. And I'm like... I literally can't believe what I'm seeing. I don't know what to do. You know me. I'm a very... I, I can be aggressive yeah. at times. I have no... This is a faculty member and his senile fucking wife. And she's eating my delicious Angus burger. So they both leave, and I throw it away, and I go buy another burger. What would you have done in this situation, Sindron? I have... I froze It was so weird She's Getting Burger juice All over her face While I'm fixing her (laughs) Her her husband's Attempting to fix Her god awful mac
0: What would you do here? I I genuinely (laughs) The first thing That comes to mind I would genuinely Just ask What are you doing? Because Like you can't make sense of the situation right so maybe they can tell you what's going on like it's also kind of a neutral way of saying what the, like it's a it's a more how to say it's a nicer way of saying would you please fucking stop what you're doing it's really 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 not okay you know like just being like what are you doing is kind of putting you kind of put the the burden on them to explain themselves like why that is okay or make sense or anything Either she thought it was
1: a community burger that everybody could eat, and it was part of the service of fixing the computer, or she was just actually senile, which is definitely the case, I think. So yeah, that's my story.
0: Right, but then if you ask, what are you doing, then the husband can explain it, right? What would you say? I
1: I can't hear you! Yeah, I I don't
0: know. I, I think, I don't know, that's just what I would do. I know other people would just be angry with the person right away, like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop eating my food, right? Well, but like again, a, I, but you're you're kind of in shock, right? It's, it's not, so weird.
1: Not only are you in shock, but it's not only a faculty member; it's literally a famous faculty member. The guy is known for discovering Lucy, and this is his deranged wife <laughs> eating my fucking burger. Okay. Like Sorry, it, there's, just, there's a lot of levels to this. I Just
0: have to laugh at is comment in chat right now, which is Sin's dream job would be to be that senior. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Not having a care for anything and just walking around eating people's food and getting paid for it—actually, pretty fucking good. Not gonna lie, that's pretty good.
1: The Angus burger was fucking good, though.
0: I can't blame her at the end of the day. Which one? The first or the second one?
1: Uh, well, she only ate my fries the first time, so yeah, that's okay. True. So that is uh, today's okay. episode of We Say Things. Thank you, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, Cinder. Uh, have you seen in Bruges? <laughs> she literally
0: got away with the fries, and she was like, "I can do better next time." <laughs> If She just asked back the third time. She would just go next to you. You would have a soda, and she would just take it out of your hand and start drinking. <laughs> no, the think ultimate power play. At that point, oh, God, I would have so stupid. I
1: can't I would have protected oh, the food. I think the third time. God, I was not prepared. Oh. Uh, but yes, in Bruges, sorry. <laughs> fuck,
0: man. I'm just picturing this situation. It's so absurd. It's like out of a sitcom. You know?
1: It literally what the fuck? is.
0: Oh, no, I have not watched in Bruges. Sorry. Great.
1: Thank you so, for, so much story. for brightening my day Fuck. again. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Until next week, Suns, Fans Cinder, and Signing Out. Goodbye. Bye,
0: guys. Eat your own food.
1: We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening.